Athletic. Hi Reds, James Pearce here, just finishing up at a very rainy Anfield where it finished Liverpool 3, Brentford 0. The perfect way for Jurgen Klopp's side to go into the international break. Coming up, we'll bring you all the best post-match reaction that you need. We'll have the best bits of Klopp's press conference and my colleague Andy Jones will also drop by to give us his take on what was ultimately an emphatic victory for the Reds. Shotter trying to find room and the target. And he does so with... So it's all over here, 50-odd thousand drenched, but the vast majority of them going home very happy with what they saw. Liverpool returning to winning ways after a really tough week off the back of that you know, frustrating stalemate at, at Luton when they only narrowly avoided defeat. And then, of course, that you know real error-strewn setback in the, the Europa League against Toulouse on, on Thursday night. So uh, I think it was, it was always going to be a scrap today. Brentford are such a handful. They're direct. They always pose a threat from from set pieces. Liverpool have suffered, certainly in the away games against Brentford since they came up to the Premier League. And uh, I think you had to really admire the, the the fight and the character that Liverpool showed to to not get bullied. Klopp said in the after the game against Toulouse, we've got to be more aggressive. Liverpool are too soft that night. Lost too many battles over over the pitch, and you could really see the players responded to that that demand from from Klopp today because they really stood up to that the physicality. Of, of Brentford. It was hard work, certainly in their opening 45 minutes. It was, you know, Brentford Brentford did cause Liverpool a fair few problems, especially on the counter-attack with, with their direct approach. Uh, one big, big save from Alisson to, to deny Mabremo. Um, but for the most part, I thought Van Dijk and Matip, the two centre-halves, were absolutely immense. I thought I thought Van Dijk, that was that was kind of vintage Van Dijk, really. I think he, it, for the the vast majority of this season so far, he's been performing at a really, really high level. Um, I think the captaincy has, has certainly helped elevate him, his form in, in terms of for Liverpool. I think he seems to have really embraced it. Um, and he, yeah, he was just, that was the Rolls Royce, you know, cruising across the turf, spotting danger, dealing with it. And some of his distribution, including one, Crossfield pass out to Salah in the second half was was absolutely exquisite. Um, so so yeah, it was. I think it was just a case of having to be patient. And and funnily enough, Paul Tierney, our good friend of Liverpool from over the years, he I think he played his part because it was actually off the back of a couple of you know bizarre decisions from him. One of which was a very harsh booking for Joel Matip that it just seemed to fire up the crowd. And before then, it had actually been pretty flat. Yet it just fired up the fans. You know, the decibel levels got raised. And and then, you know, I think that that then kind of transferred over to the players on the pitch because there was suddenly a bit more intensity and spark and tempo to Liverpool's play. And, you know, after the frustration of Darwin Nunes having two goals chalked off for offside, one really tight, the second one was was pretty clear cut. But, you know, Nunes absolutely crucial in Liverpool making the breakthrough. Um, you know, although obviously the... The debate will rumble on about some of the erratic nature of his finishing, but what is absolutely undeniable is how much Darwin Nunes' overall game has improved. His link-up play led the line brilliantly today. Um, you know, harried and hassled and shut down space with his work off the ball. 
Um, and, a, you know, what a what a pass to Salah for the opening goal. And I think everyone knew once Salah was in behind like that, that we, we just expected the net to bulge and he didn't, he didn't disappoint. Nunez on for Salah, in for a goal! They are so good here. He is so good here. Liverpool's quality always shines through at Anfield. And it is so, so a bit of history for Mohamed Salah. Scored, becoming the first Liverpool player to score in... The, the first six home league games of a season. And, and what an understanding that's growing between Salah and Nunes as well. Nunes has got seven Premier League assists during his Liverpool career so far and all all seven of them have, have been for the Egyptians. So second half, Liverpool just, just seemed to, to step it up a bit. I think, you know, Brentford at 1-0, there was always hope for them, especially from set pieces. But as I said, Liverpool stood firm and then you know, really pleased for Kostas Simicus today because... He's come in for a fair amount of stick. He, I'm sure he'd be the first to admit that he, he didn't come anywhere near to the levels expected against Toulouse the other night. But um, two assists to his name and you know, he'll be feeling a hell of a lot more confident about stuff. And he did really well um, for that second goal. You know, really fighting hard to keep the ball in play close to the byline. And that, that clip cross headed home by Mohamed Salah. That's 200 uh, club goals now in English football for Mohamed Salah. Just... Absolutely remarkable how he seems to re- be rewriting the record books on a on a weekly basis at the moment. And then um, the third goal, uh, you know, sensational from Jota, receiving Costa Simicas's layoff and working his way into space, and then ham- absolutely hammering it into the far corner. And you know that was the moment really where everyone could breathe a sigh of relief. You knew then that the the job was done, and that Liverpool would be going into the international break on a. On a high, so um, yeah, lots of positives from you know the the sight of that centre back combination working so well. Um, you know that was that was a, a big big thing for Liverpool today, and yeah, Nunes again. You know I think everyone appreciated the shift he put in, and 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 Salah as well. You know the great to see him back amongst the goals, and you know it, it was it was not easy Liverpool for Liverpool today with you know eight eight players missing seven seven through injury plus of course McAllister. You know, serving that one-match ban. You know, you had to look at the bench. I think it was absolutely bizarre to think that Luis Diaz was the only outfield player on the bench who was over the age of twenty. So I think it was it was always going to be a big responsibility on the shoulders of the starters to really get the job done. And uh, yeah, after after a tricky opening thirty thirty five minutes, they they certainly did that. And uh, everyone needed that boost, didn't they? After what had been a a pretty tough week. So first up, Jurgen Klopp was asked about the reaction that he felt he'd got from his players after those two blow-par performances against Luton and Toulouse. Losing a game, play not too well, makes not a lot of sense. It's just, when you think about the season, when you look back to other seasons, there was no season where you win all your football games. So now it's only, if it happens, you just have to, to take the right, the right things out of it and make the right conclusion. And I'm, I'm really pleased that we used that opportunity to, to lose against Toulouse and then reacting in the way we did today. So we will never find out, but maybe we would have wanted to lose with a fantastic performance and we struggled today completely against Brentford. Uh, but it's absolutely possible because you have these struggling moments around set pieces, <laughs> you can't avoid them. Um, the wind plays a part. But how we control the moments we could control was absolutely exceptional. I think all the moments when we could keep the ball on the ground, when we could play football, when, when Darwin connected the, the game for us exceptionally, 
um, we were super dangerous for them. We scored wonderful goals, to be honest. And um, yeah, it was a really good performance against one of the most difficult opponents you can face. And then the conversation turned to that that centre back axis today of Virgil Van Dijk and Joel Matip and the, and their importance in the keeping Brentford at bay and especially dealing with those uh, array of set pieces which, which we know that Thomas Frank's side uh, can be so dangerous from. It's not only centre-backs, they obviously played a really good game and it's super difficult. I think the, the, the big chance in Boma had in the first half, the pass was already exceptional. It was not a centre-half there because after set-piece probably and Trent was the one, one pass. You, these situations could have happened much more often because they are just that good. Um, but generally, the defending was really good and standout in this defending was really Darwin. So how it, because it's all about that Brentford wants to play long balls, it's one thing, but it's, we need to know when. And we only can influence that by, by one player. So when, we, when we start pressing from the centre, you have to go for the goalie without getting the ball. We pass it to the centre, ah, we follow that. So like the work rate was insane. It was our problem today, obviously. So we, we, we had a very young bench and in a set-piece game, and with Harvey and then Lucho having not the, the set piece specialist, let me say like that, to, to bring on, um, was a bit tricky. So it was clear that we have to that a lot of them have to play really, really long. Um, and because Brentford never changed, they changed details, but not a general plan. We have one down, no problem. Tunnel down, then you know, one set piece and game on. And um, so we came through that period with the six set pieces, I think, six corners. Um, I'm not sure that happened ever before they had six corners and didn't score. Um, it was really, it was just good focus, work rate. Um, and then on top of that, playing football and overcoming like a little Costas Simicas example. So we, we all could see the difference between Costi before the assist and after the assist, that's football, eh? that's life. Um, it is helpful if you ever get a positive feedback and an assist is obviously a positive feedback. So very important and um, a lot of players, actually all players really performed on a top level today and I'm really happy with that. This is Walk On, your dedicated Liverpool podcast from The Athletic. Simicast will get there. Salah's waiting! And Salah scores! And of course, there were some words of praise for Mohamed Salah after another record breaking afternoon for the Egyptian. Exceptional. Just an exceptional player. We played a super game today. And we all know how difficult it is against these tall centre backs, centre halves, whatever, two players around him, all these kind of things. How often he kept the ball for us and we could play from there. That was super important. And scoring two goals, yeah. We had so many good moments in the first half where we scored, but it was offside and things like that. And then in that moment, the, the composure for the first goal is just insane. There's no doubt if the ball is in that, in that area. And in the end, you see it on the, uh, on the score sheet. So pretty special player. So victory taking Liverpool above Tottenham and Arsenal into second place in the Premier League table and it sets up what is going to be an absolutely mouth-watering top-of-the-table clash at the Etihad after the international break on November the 25th. Jurgen Klopp was was asked about the prospect of that contest and not surprisingly 
I think he, he vented his frustration over the scheduling of that game. Of course, we you know how much you know he he doesn't like that twelve thirty slot immediately after an international break, and it certainly grates him the fact that Liverpool will have had it for the third successive time this season. Of course, you know they went to Wolves after the September one. They had the Merseyside derby last month, and now City they they face at the Etihad. Uh, straight after this coming international break, another 12.30 Saturday game. How can you put the game like this on Saturday 12.30? Honestly, the people who are, who are making these decisions, they are just, they, have, they cannot feel football. It's just not possible. They must, if, if that's the, the, the moment where, you, where the world pays the most to see a football game, nobody has to tell us. I don't know if that's the case or not. I really don't know. But I think there would have been a moment where you could let these two teams who have Altogether, probably 30 international players. They all come back in the same plane, by the way. The South Americans sit on the same plane and fly back. We pick them up, and then Uruguay, Brazil, Argentina, all Colombia, one game, one plane, and then we arrive here. So it's really mad. Yeah, but the start of the season is the start of the season. And before the game against Man City, nobody will think about the start of the season because we just have to make sure we are ready for this game. So it's all right, but not more. Alright Reds, Andy here, just back from Anfield after watching Liverpool beat Brentford 3-0. Another comfortable home victory in the end. Um, didn't necessarily feel that way in the first half. It was, while well, Liverpool were dominant and in control and, and generally played most of the football, there was there was the, the threat from Brentford and it was a bit chaotic. There wasn't complete control of the match. And Brent, Brentford did what Brentford were, you knew Brentford were going to do. Um, waited for that that opportunity to try and win the ball back, get a get a turnover and and you know break quickly and and get in on goal and you know Allison Liverpool had Allison to thank particularly Trent Alexander Arnold who, who sort of switched off and allowed Brian Mbwemo to to get through on goal from you know from a, a very quick Brentford breakaway an excellent save from from the Brazilian and, and Liverpool got off the hook a little bit but. You know they had their own sort of bad luck in a sense uh, with with Nunez's two two offside goals in the first half, and you know after you know a disappointing two disappointing performances back to back against Luton and and Toulouse, it was the type of performance that you wanted to see really from from Liverpool um, from a number of players really. Um, Mo Salah obviously gets the two goals, but I think one of the biggest things for me was was the two centre backs and, and their their performances. I thought, and I, I thought this really from for a while. Um, Particularly sort of going back to the Everton game, Van Dijk just looks like he's seems to have turned the corner and really found his groove. He's beginning to to give off that that sort of aura that he used to. Um, it's it's never all it's never going to quite be the same. But the seems to he seems to have stepped up a level in terms of his defending and um, just how authoritative he wants to be on the game, both in possession with it with his passion and you know there's some excellent switches of play. Um, to Mo Salah in particular today, but just in in the way he's dominating, and, and you know it looks he's looking like a captain in terms of the way he's trying to get Liverpool up the pitch and, and play quickly and, and try and organise. But just in himself, he just looks like he's in a really good place at the moment in terms of form. And and John Matip next to him obviously was part of the, the sort of the defensive debacle in Toulouse. Really, um, not not particularly his fault specifically any of any of the goals, but I just thought he was excellent. How he how he got booked. I mean, I've. I, I admit I haven't seen uh, the challenge. The, the challenge he gets booked for on a, a, in any replays, but um, it looked a pretty good challenge to me. And uh, I think the Anfield crowd uh, had a bit of fun with it. Obviously, with the, uh, the the chance towards referee 
Paul Tierney, but also had a bit of uh, bit of sarcastic humour for it as well um, when he did give Liverpool a uh, a, d- a decision in in their favour. But yeah, Liverpool just just sort of upped it through the gears, you know, got ahead, which was important, and I think it was important to get that second goal as well. <laughs> Although no one no one seemed to celebrate it because everyone the the entirety of Anfield seems to think it was out of play uh, when Simicas crossed it, even when you know Salah heads it in. There's there's a lack of celebration. But it was, you know, it was another good move, and, and the first one was as well. It was a lovely pass from from Nunes to find Salah and a really good finish, and and so was the header. And, and Salah again, one of those games where he's not, he's always involved, always active in it. Um, not much comes off for him. I thought there was a couple of times where he was a little bit looking for the, you know, the the hero pass sometimes uh, when he n- didn't necessarily need to, or you know, tried to complicate complicate things but he you know he does have those passes in his arsenal so you, you understand why he's trying to do it but still gets on the score sheet still does the business and gave Liverpool a two goal lead and then Jotter who always seems to find a way to um to get on the score sheet uh, with a really good strike I think that, again team selection was interesting obviously you know the defence was pretty much set with with the amount of injuries that Liverpool had, both in midfield and defence. Um, you know the the idea of Gomez or Simicash was taken out of Klopp's hands with with no Gomez, and you know it it seemed like he would play Elliot um, in, in midfield, given how impressive he's been off the bench. But he, he went with Gakpo, and we saw Gakpo in that central midfield role. You know, early, at the start of the season, it didn't quite work. We didn't. You know, there wasn't really a, a rhythm to it. And Gakpo was sort of struggling to know exactly where he needed to be and, and how it all fitted in. But, you know, he was much better today. There was a, It seemed like he had a, a, a much more of an idea about where he needed to be and how he could influence the game. And, and him and Sobislai were really good together ahead of Endo. So, that you know, again, just a selection justified. And I think height may have been a, a part of that because Brentford are a, a massive side and bar one or two um, you know Liverpool weren't really troubled by their set pieces which which was pleasing to see and then Endo was was also the the, the talking point after midweek really um, after you know not a great performance was lucky to avoid a couple of sendings off and there was a VAR check on on a, on a tackle he made in the second half and I did think um, to, from my view the way he sort of jumped into it I, I was a little bit worried that it might be the way he's got into the challenge was going to see the end of him when even if he'd won the ball um, but I think he'd, he'd be pleased with that I think he, he looks like he's a player who's comfortable playing for Liverpool at home he's, he's comfortable on the ball he was you know he was getting about the pitch pace you know is, is always going to be a bit of a problem you know against counter-attacking teams but you have to accept that a little bit um, because let's be honest Fabinho wasn't the, the quickest and neither is Alexis McAllister but I think on the ball you know he used it pretty well and it, it's, it's I think the, the issue away from home is more that I think he's still trying to find out how he he can be the one to control a game and dictate the tempo of a game, which is what McAllister can do from that position. And um, you know he's still using that, you know, learning that. But at home, he's not necessarily the one who needs to be doing that. Other players around him can do that, and he can go about his business. And I think he'll be pleased and and, and sort of the praise and you know the support that Klopp gave him after the the Toulouse performance. Um, he, he certainly paid them back. Um, so yeah, a, a number of positives and a. a you know, plenty to be, you know, after after what was two, you know, disappointing results, plenty to be positive go about going into the international break and coming back um for the big one, uh, which first against second Manchester City versus Liverpool. For the latest subscription offers, head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. Well what a fortress Anfield has been so far this season. Nine games in all competitions. 
Nine straight wins, another opponent brushed aside. And finally, in the, the last section of the press conference, Jurgen Klopp was asked whether he felt his team were ahead of schedule, given the amount of changes that he had to make over the summer. It feels good, but it's November. So, that, but it's really important that we have the points tally, like similar to other teams, because we obviously didn't play perfect football yet, not even close, we fight ourselves through, we have good moments, lots of good moments, we have we showed today a top reaction, it's all fine, but in the end it's, you have to keep going with all the other teams until March, April, whatever, if you, and if you are still there, then we can start talking until then, it's just fight yourself through the most difficult league in the world, be ready on Thursday, be ready on Sunday, be ready on Thursday, and if the Premier League has the opportunity to do it, then be ready on 12.30 on Saturday, um, and then we, we do that. So that's it from me here at Anfield. I'm off home to try and dry out. For plenty more match reaction, check out The Athletic. Uh, I'll be back with Tony and the rest of the team in midweek for the Walk On podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you soon. The Athletic.